Well, good morning and welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport, a spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light broadcast, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both through Gospel of Faith Church as well as from the Spiritual Awareness Broadcasting Studios here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, a worldwide prayer ministry. Hello, I'm Pastor Davenport, and thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Each week, I'll be presenting new and exciting messages from God's Word on faith and love and hope and the grace of Almighty God. We will be exploring the true meaning of spiritual awareness for today's churches and what God means when He says He has a new awakening coming for today's Christians in the near future. So please, tune in as God takes us on this new journey. So I'd like you to grab your Bible and let's get to God's Word for today. Let's begin by clearing our mind and preparing our spirit for the Holy Ghost to prepare us to be open to learn God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I praise you for this time that our prayer partners all over the country and around the world can work together to pray together fervently for the salvation of the lost, that they would find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Bless this broadcast and the church and, and, and as they truly would be that beacon of light to shine bright, so many would come to know the salvation that only Jesus can bring. These things we pray in the name above all others, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, glory to God. You know, church, I wanted to let you know that we are now available on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Google, Spotify, iTunes. That puts Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport in the top ratings of podcasts around the world. What does that mean? That means you, our prayer warriors, our prayer partners, God's Word is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So we just need to Keep praying for the salvation of the lost and, and spread the word to your family and your friends that we're available at spiritualawareness.net and, and, and get them involved with this prayer ministry as well. The more that we have praying for the salvation of the lost, the greater it is that we are spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, God would have them tune in and, and accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior as well. Praise God. It's moving. It's working. You know, that's that's what's going on. Now, on the 24th, we'll be heading into Pentecostal week. You know, that's Pentecost Sunday is coming up so quickly. And I wanted to bring this, this sermon to life. It's called A Time to Be Saved. And it comes to us, our scripture reading, out of Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. 14, 17, and 21. And I wanted to I wanted to get there because you know it's important as we come up come up on Pentecost Sunday. 
Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, I get excited reading the book of Acts. They were all with one accord. They were all in agreement in one place. And suddenly there came a sound of a heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Praise God. Can you imagine if we could have that in today's world? All around the world on a Sunday, on Pentecost Sunday, if we could duplicate Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4, if we could get that in today's world. If everyone was praying, all the prayer warriors in, in the world, and all the prayer partners in the world, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the churches where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon every Christian. Imagine, I'm paraphrasing here. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, glory to God, and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit, listen, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I know there's some believe out there that you cannot be, you cannot be saved unless you're speaking in tongues. I don't, I, I, I want you to repeat what I just said. As the Spirit gave them utterance. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice, and he said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all, say all, all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, hearken unto my words. For these people are not drunken, as ye suppose, see it, in it but be the third hour of the day. It was early morning. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that it shall come to pass, listen, it shall come to pass, I want to say it again, it shall come to pass in these last days, say God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And it shall come to pass that whosoever, say whosoever, whosoever, that's us, shall call upon the name of the Lord and shall be saved. Hallelujah. Shall be saved. Are you listening, church? Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 42, 46, and 47. Then Peter said unto them, Repent, say repent, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sin. And ye, that's us, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For the promise is unto you, is unto you, that's me, say that's me, and to your children, and to all that are afar off. Now that's us. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. And with as many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Now, we talked about this, and we're going to talk about it again before July 5th, 
baptized comes from the word baptismo, a Greek word meaning to be immersed in water, to go down into the watery grave as Christ did in the river and be raised, basically raised from the dead, be resurrected from the dead. And that same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Hallelujah. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and prayers. And they continued daily with one accord in agreement. That's what that means. It ain't a Honda Accord. In a, one accord in the temple and in breaking bread from house to house. Did they eat of their meat and gladness and single singleness of heart singleness of heart means they were in one agreement in one spirit and they were praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added listen and the lord added to the church daily such as should be saved hallelujah hallelujah praise god now i don't normally open with all of these scriptures but i think it's important for us to understand here that this is a time in these last days to be saved. And we're coming upon Pentecost Sunday, 50 days after Easter. And I first want to say today that I am glad to be alive in the year 2020. Praise God. It's a wonderful time to be alive. And I believe, folks, that we should have grasped hold of this time of this Corona-19 virus to realize that life is precious. That at any one given time, something can happen and we can lose life instantly. And that at any one given time, we can lose our God-given rights here in America. We've seen that with our churches shut down. With our unemployment higher than it's ever been since the Great Depression. And I believe it's time to begin living for God today is the best time, easiest time, and the most rewarding time ever in the history of the church. Can you shout amen right where you are? Hallelujah. You're still timid, even sitting in your own living room. In your own vehicle with the windows rolled up, you're still timid to say amen. Hallelujah. That's the devil, you know. That's the devil. I'm afraid I'll be embarrassed if somebody sees me in my rearview mirror shouting amen and clapping my hands. You see, I believe with all my heart that we are living in the rapture generation. You say to me, oh, oh, let me tell you something. There's 783,137 words in the Bible. I checked. No, I didn't personally count them. But there's many words that are not in the Bible. And the Bible, the word Bible, is one of them. When God is about to come back after the church, call it what you will. 
the great catching up? Hallelujah. Now, if you expect me to be quiet here, forget it. I get excited. That's something I get excited about. Remember when I started Spiritual Awareness Broadcast, when I started this, God gave me a vision. He told me that he was going to bring a spiritual awakening to the church around the world. Hallelujah. And that awakening is about to start. And I believe it's going to start on the day of Pentecost. That's when it started, the day of Pentecost in 33 AD. God's New Testament church was formed and established without the, with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. That's not just another religion or another church on the corner, but the local church was founded upon the doctrine of the original teaches, teachings of Jesus Christ and the apostles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It started in Jerusalem almost 2,000 years ago, and it's still going strong today. Amen. And when Jesus returns, he's going to find some born-again, blood-washed, Holy Ghost-filled saints of God still serving him like he asked us to do 2,000 years ago. Can you shout amen? Amen. Hallelujah. You see, I plan on being in that number. When the roll is called up number, I'll be there. And I hope to see each and every one of you, listeners, prayer partners, prayer warriors, and the other side of glory. Can you shout hallelujah? You see, it's our privilege. Excuse me. It's our privilege to continue what God started so long ago. In Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all, all, say all, all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, can you tell this is my favorite scripture? And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Woo! Can you imagine Gospel of Faith Church to be sitting there on a Sunday morning when the wind threw open the doors and appeared into them cloven tongues like fire. And it sat upon each and every member of the church and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I don't want to mess around with your theology. But I don't believe that the day of Pentecost was just 24 hours. Period. Verse 1, it says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. And the Greek word for day is hemera. H-E-M-E-R-A. A period of time, a period of opportunity for service. A period of undefined length marked by certain characteristics. That's what it says. A time of trial and testing. A time of salvation. An appointed time, that's the definition. Now we're living today in a time period of Pentecost. And the Holy Ghost is just as real today in 2020 as it was the first time Simon Peter spoke in tongues on the first day and gave salvation message in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Listen to me, church. This is Pentecost. This is a period of time that God has appointed 
for this world to find salvation. And you as prayer warriors, you as prayer partners, the opportunity for you and I to do service for God, to have testing and trials. But we know if we are faithful at the indefinite point of time, he's coming back after his church. We have the word of God, the infallible word of God in the Holy Bible. We don't know of the day of time, of, no, of the day and time knoweth no man. But in the meantime, certain characteristics will mark this time of Pentecost. We will see people speaking in tongues and operating in the gifts of the Spirit until God decides the day is over. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter 13, verse 11 and verse 14, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of a sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in riotousness or drunkenness, not in chambering or wantonness, not in strife or in envy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This is not the time to be bickering and fighting with each other. This is not the time to be laying up treasures in the flesh. This is not the time period to be focusing on getting say, uh, getting out. This is the time to be focusing on getting saved. Hallelujah. Staying saved. Hallelujah. And winning the loss for Jesus. Amen. The day at Pentecost wasn't just a 24-hour period, but it's still going on today. I don't believe that the church that Jesus died and is coming back for is going to be some weak-kneed, sissy, bunch of fearful, spiritual, anemic saints of God in these last days. But he's going to find a strong powerhouse, a muscle-toned, vibrant, spiritual church on fire when he tells Gabriel to blow that trumpet. People that are excited about serving God. People that are excited about worship and praising him. Not a half asleep in the pews and overwhelmed with their own needs, but on fire for God, just as much as they were in 33 AD. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Can you give God praise right where you are? Nobody's in your house. Put your hands together and give him a clapping praise. You see, I received a letter that a person who had listened to the broadcast had given his heart to Jesus while hearing a sermon and listening to how other young men had, had given up drugs with Jesus and God moved in his miraculous way in his life. He's given up drugs and is going through rehab after years of substance abuse. Hallelujah. I want you to know that God wants to do miracles in these last days in your life. He wants to use us in a broadcast to send out through our prayers, our 11 o'clock prayer hour, spiritual gifts. And let us be involved in greatness of signs and wonders. And the Holy Ghost, you got... <laughs> You, God, is just the same as it was in 33 AD. And it's just as powerful as those original saints had it. Wondered, how did 3,000 people get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost in that first 24-hour period? Did you wonder that? The upper room isn't any bigger than any church auditorium. 
You couldn't get 3,000 people in there at once uh, to hear Peter preach Acts chapter 2, verse 38 to them. Even outside of the upper room, the streets and the courtyard are narrow. You couldn't get 3,000 people to hear at one time. How did 3,000 people get added to the church that one day? Let me tell you that, what I think. Those in the upper room waiting to, uh, of the promise of the Heavenly Father and the Holy Ghost had already been baptized in Jesus' name themselves. Jesus had told them to be baptized in his name a long time ago before Acts chapter 2. I've got to believe they obeyed him. I've got to believe they were telling others also what Jesus said to do. It's human nature not to believe right away. You have to convince people. You have to tell them over and over and over again. And not everyone heard Peter preach that day. The majority of that 3,000 that were saved didn't hear Peter preach Acts chapter 2, verse 38. It is geologically impossible. So how did it happen? I believe those New Testament saints had been witnessing and telling others, their friends, their family about Jesus, about Jesus' name, and baptizing the promise of the Holy Ghost before it ever happened. They had themselves been baptized and were so excited they went out and told others and others told others until it spread all over Jerusalem before the Acts chapter 2 ever happened. They had been witnessing long before the Holy Spirit fell upon them. They were expecting others and they were expecting something great and gracious to happen. They weren't sure what it was going to be, but they knew that God was going to do something fantastic. So they witnessed, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they witnessed, and they witnessed, and they prayed, and so they worshiped. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 2, it said, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Hallelujah. And after they received the Holy Ghost in the upper room, they ran out and began to tell others, Hey, you know what I was telling you about? It happened this morning. At 9 a.m. over it, that upper room, God filled us with the Holy Spirit, just like Joel prophesied. Excuse me. Just like Joel prophesied it would happen, and I spoke in a new tongue. It was fantastic. You need to be baptized. You need the Holy Ghost, too. Come on, we're going down to the river where they're baptizing. Right now, they're worshiping. And God's going to do something great in your life. And I want you to share it with him. That's what we need. We need people that are going to tell others about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How, to get, how they can become a prayer warrior, a prayer partner for this broadcast. How they too can receive Jesus Christ in their life. And how they can be filled with the Holy Spirit. People from all over Jerusalem started repenting, started getting baptized and receiving the Holy Ghost because the saints had been busy telling them to expect the unexpected, to, to expect something, a miracle to happen to them in church. Get them to praying and worshiping. How many of you really believe God is going to pour out his spirit in these last days? Let me see your hands right where you are. <laughs> How many of you really believe God is going to happen right here and we're going to see revival and backsliders and the lost family and friends to come into the church before the rapture. Praise God. 
Can you imagine you've been working on your son or your daughter or your mother or your father, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, your grandparent? How many of you truly believe that they're going to get saved before the end times come? Before the very end comes, I'm saying. We're in the end times now. It will if we expect it to happen. If you and I join together in the army of God as prayer warriors and prayer partners, and we begin to pray for the lost, including our family and our friends, if we begin to pray and believe, listen to me, that's the word, believe that God is going to reach the salvation of the lost, including our families and our friends, it's going to happen. If at the same time we're telling others about it right now, it won't happen just because pastor preaches one heck of a salvation message like Peter did. And all of a sudden, all the world gets saved in one day. It's not going to happen like that. But if we, if we are faithful in our prayers, if we're faithful at that 11 o'clock prayer hour, if we're faithful in believing, you know, in receiving it, that's the key. Knock and the door will open. Ask and it shall receive it. We've got to ask and we'll receive it. Believe it and it'll happen. It was because the saints had been telling others in the town to expect something to happen. That God was moving and that they had obeyed themselves. The word of God moved. Listen, prayer partners, prayer warriors. Now's the time to plant the seed to family and friends. Now's the time to be praying, worshiping, and expecting something miraculous to happen when we get back to church. And when we listen to this broadcast, we started the broadcast and we said, you know, many, many churches only have a morning service or maybe an afternoon church service. But we started this broadcast. We, we give you a Wednesday service and we give you a, a, a recorded service for Sundays. So you can listen all the time. But you know, it's a service. The same as a church service. And in order to stay on, on the air, we too need financial help. So I hope you'll support us. Now's the time to get on fire. Now's the time to get on fire for God. And let God move upon you. And when you walk into the church doors again, whew, you're going to be on fire for Jesus. And it's time for you to move on your pastor, whether it's gospel of faith or whether it's another church. You need, to, you need to get that fire on you. And if the fire's on you, talk to your pastor and let that fire get on them. This is the time of Pentecost. This is still the day of Pentecost. It's just a real and it's just as alive in 2020 as it was in 33 AD. You want to know why the devil wants to distract us and get us self-centered inside the soul? Uh, uh, of soul-centered? It's because in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord, in agreement, in one place. The devil does not want us in agreement, church. He wants to distract us. He doesn't want us to be in one accord. He wants us in disagreement with each other. He doesn't want us to be in one place. He wants us to miss church for any reason that comes up. That's why I did this broadcast, so that while you were away from church, you could still have church. Joel prophesied in Joel chapter 2, verse 3 and 28 and 32, Rejoice in the Lord. Say that with me. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, 
And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see vision. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Hallelujah. If you don't believe today, if you're still stiff and starchy today, you better get your umbrella out because it's going to happen when the saints begin to pray, when the saints begin to witness, hallelujah, and come to church expecting it to happen, expecting a miracle to happen in your life. The Bible says your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions, hallelujah. I want you to, I, I just want you to thank God for the vision of this new ministry. A vision of spiritual awareness to enlist prayer warriors, prayer partners all over the world to prepare the world for the coming of a spiritual awakening God has promised to let the Holy Ghost bring forth revival. Glory to God. Let us continue to preach the truth and carrying on this message of Acts chapter 2 verse 38 just as much as Peter did himself. Thank God for the elders. Thank God for the young in many churches around the world today. Keep on dreaming. Keep on having visions. Keep on, uh, uh, because Jesus is coming back real soon. And when we say men and young men, I'm talking about you too. I'm talking about God, you know, God, we're, we're talking about the female. We're talking about the men. We're talking about everybody. He wants us to do miracles in our midst. That's where it's at. It's going to get to the point around here that it doesn't matter who walks in the door with whatever sin or whatever problem. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be delivered. Hallelujah. I say it again, Joel 2.32, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. I want you to understand Good or the bad, the pretty and not so pretty, the skinny or not so skinny, the young or the old, the single, the married, the divorced, widowed, straight, bi, lesbian, gay or trans. You, don't, you know, it doesn't matter. Loving life or hating the world, you matter. Never been to jail a day in your life or just got out of last night. Red, yellow, black or white, precious in his sight. Whatever your past religious experience, whatever religion or doctrine you hold to or don't hold to, love Jesus or hate Jesus. I want you to understand something today. It doesn't matter. You say to me, Pastor, uh, this ministry, I, I, I just, I don't understand. Well, you need to understand this. God is waiting for you. What he's waiting, I don't, you know, he's waiting on you. In that upper room that, that night, approximately 120 first came. And then God said, I'm waiting for more. And he's now waiting for more, even now, today. In John chapter 13, 34 and 35, a new commandment. Jesus said, a new commandment. He asked the disciples, asked him, what are the law? And he said, I give you two. That ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love for one another. And the other one, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with thy mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second one is likened to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these, the commandment, hang all the law. Maybe Jesus waited 10 days because it was, it took the saints that long to start loving one another. 
and to lay aside their differences while in prayer and start serving one another. Who knows? I don't know. But I want you to understand this, church. Revival, say that with me, revival is happening all over the world as we speak. All I know for sure today is that God has promised us an end time, a latter rain, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. He's promised me through this spiritual uh, awareness, a new spiritual awakening to come to Christians all over the world. And it starts with you and I. It starts with our prayer partners and our prayer warriors praying that 11 o'clock prayer every day for the salvation of the lost. And I've asked for your help. The word Pentecost symbolizes a time of opportunity for souls to be saved, an appointed time for God to test us but deliver us from our sins, a time of harvest. In Revelations 14, verse 15, For the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. If we have been planting the seed by witnessing, if we have been praying, if we have been expecting God to move, then look out. It's about to rain. Praise God. And I wonder today if there's anyone right now that would like to receive the Holy Ghost. I wonder right now if there's anyone out there that needs to come and repent and get rained upon by God. Hallelujah. Is there anyone right now out there that needs to get right with brother or sister, mom or dad, husband or wife? Be for one another. I wonder. I wonder if you're sitting in your living room right now, the kitchen, grab them by the hand and Let's pray together and let's expect God to move and do miracles in that life. I wonder if you're sitting in prison right now. I wonder, could you possibly just wait on a miracle? Will your miracles come? I wonder if you're a friend or family member that needs to be saved. Maybe you're a backslider and someone you worked with or, or lay them on the altar right now. You know their name. Just lay their name on that altar right now. An altar is wherever you make it, in your living room or your kitchen, wherever you call the Holy Ghost to come and sanctify. That's your altar. It's still just as real as it was that day in 33 A.D., that day or that period of Pentecost is still alive and well today. And it's up to you to respond right now. I want you to know, I want you to know that Jesus The day of Pentecost is still alive and well today. And it's up to you and I to respond right now. I want you to know that Jesus is with you today. I don't care where you are. You can bring that name right to the altar. Maybe it's your brother or sister, mom or dad, husband or wife, maybe a grandparent. And we can pray together. 
and we expect God to move and to do miracles in their life. We need to justify that and, and to, to ask God to sanctuary or to sanctify that, that altar, wherever that may be. Maybe you're a prisoner and maybe it's right there in the prison yard or, or in your cell, but we need to sanctify that as an altar. So before we begin, let's, let's do that right now. In your living room, your kitchen, wherever you may be, in your bedroom, wherever, let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would just bless this place, wherever it may be. And let's create an altar, Lord God. We ask that you would sanctify, wherever that may be. Maybe it's in a living room or a kitchen, a bedroom. Maybe it's just driving down the road in a vehicle. But right now, Lord, before we lay that name upon that altar, we ask that you would sanctify that altar, Lord God. And just... As we place that name of that loved one on that altar, Lord God, closing our eyes and just asking your special blessing, that anointing of the Holy Spirit upon that altar, we just ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. I wonder, as you put that name of a friend or a family member that needs to be saved, a backslider perhaps, someone you work with, or before you lay that name down there right now, We've made that place special. We've sanctified it. And I want you to know that as we do this, maybe maybe that's maybe nobody's asked you. Maybe nobody's ever given you a chance to turn away from the sins in your life. Or maybe you're a backslider and, and you've gotten away from God and you've gotten away from the church and you feel like now's the time. I want you to know with this coronavirus, we've never realized how short life can be. This coronavirus has, has made us realize that life can be short and it can be dear. And, and sometimes we never realize that it can be here today and gone tomorrow. This coronavirus kind of lets us realize that in a moment, in that twinkling of an eye, we could be gone. So sometimes we do need to reevaluate our lives, especially our spiritual lives, and know that we need to be walking with Jesus all the time, 24-7. So as we turn away from our sins, those bad things that we've done in our life, Jesus wants us to live a very best life that we can. Remember when I spoke and I said that Jesus said to the disciples, there's two commandments. You're to love the Lord thy, Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And this was the very first greatest commandment. And the second was likened unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor with all thy, as thyself. And upon these two commandments hang all the law, the prophets. Today, as we prepare to close this out, I want to offer you the time, whether you're a backslider, whether you've gotten away from God and you want to come back, or whether this is the first time you're going to pray this simple sinner's prayer with me. If you're saved, you say to me, Pastor, I was saved, but now it's time that I come back to, back to the fold. It's time that I come back to Jesus. I've lost my shepherd. I've lost my direction, and it's time that I come back. Would you bow your head with me? 
You say, Pastor, I've never had that opportunity. Nobody's really ever told me about Jesus. I'm going to tell you about Jesus right now. Jesus is sitting here, right there in your living room or your kitchen, driving down. He's co-piloting your vehicle, and he's offering you eternal life. You know, you're going to spend eternity somewhere, my friend, heaven or hell. But Jesus is saying to you right now, I died on a cross that you might live. I, Jesus, paid the penalty for your salvation. The devil didn't. Christ did. He hung on a cross that you might live. And he's offering you eternal life with God. Now, which will you choose? If you're ready, I'd like for you to bow your head. Let's, don't do it if you're driving. But just say this sinner's prayer with me. Are you ready? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. My friend, if you just prayed that prayer of salvation, spiritual awareness with Pastor Davenport would like to personally welcome you to the family of God. Praise the Lord. You, the Bible says, you are a new creation and the old has passed away and all things have just become new. And we at Spiritual Awareness Ministries are so glad that you came upon our broadcast and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And all the prayer warriors and prayer partners of this broadcast are just praising Jesus right now. You've made some friends. You've made the most important decision of your life. And God has a wonderful future planned out for you and a, a unique purpose in your life. Your life has significance and it has a purpose. Now that you're a child of God, there are, are, are so many benefits that belong to you, such as forgiveness of all your sin, healing for your physical body, mind, and spirit, and financial blessings, and the protection, a protection of the angels of heaven. And the Holy Spirit will be guiding you and teaching you in the ways of God. So I pray that you'll be continuing to listen to our broadcasts at Spiritual Awareness, uh, spiritualawareness.net, and that you'll drop me an email and let me know the date that you accepted Christ on our broadcast. And I will remind you that on the 5th of July, I will be at Gospel of Faith Church baptizing those that accepted. Uh, if, you're, if you're here, um, I will be baptizing on the 5th of July. And for those of you that uh, can, you, there's a place that you can donate to help keep us on the air here on spiritualawareness.net. And if you want to send a check uh, to help with the ministry to keep us on the air, we're just like a church. Uh, you can send us a check at P.O. Box 11042, Fort Mojave, Arizona. Again, that's P.O. Box 
11042 Fort Mojave, Arizona 86427. That would be uh, Pastor Davenport Ministries, uh, Pastor Davenport Ministries or Spiritual Awareness slash GOFC Ministries at P.O. Box 11042 Fort Mojave, Arizona 86427. With that, I may I say God bless you. May he make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back again. And welcome to the family of God. God bless.